Today is Monday, February 27th, 2012. This is episode 215. Welcome to Countless Screaming Argonauts. I'm T-Fat P, the Fabulous Penguin. And I'm Max. And Max, show 215, let's get right into it. All right. All right. Um, I saw a couple of interesting articles. I, I, let's, I always love to start off with politics because, you know, it's good to get have, have a couple of laughs right off the bat. You know, I had, a, I had an insight to politics this time, which I, I don't know if it's worth it. But do you remember <laughs> – we've been doing this this long. Way back when Barack Obama was running for president mm-hmm. – I was harping on politics all the time. Yes. And, and and you and Manhattan Man, after a while, would say, enough Enough of the politics, yes. Yes, I do remember that. And, and I, I was so exercised that, I, that I, I just couldn't stop myself. This time around, you seem to drive the politics conversation. Well, I think, and there's a reason for that, Max, because most of this stuff is so hysterical. You you couldn't <laughs> so you stupid. couldn't write it. You couldn't write it this way. Like, yeah, I example. think it's fine. Okay, for I'm example. a political junkie, so I don't I, I I don't want you to be defensive. I just I just think it's funny that. No, I'm not defensive at all. I think that when Barack Obama was running, we had a real serious issue oriented type of campaign. campaign. Now what we got is a bunch of clowns in a clown car. And it makes these stops at these stupid uh, uh, debates or, or whatever you want to call them. And it's just a race to see who can say the stupidest thing. It really is. It, it's, I, I keep telling people Barack Obama is an arch conservative and the Republicans are off the charts insane. Right. They just make shit up. Right. Oh, besides that, I mean, they also just stay, say stupid shit. Like, well, example, I, well, they're idiots. I got, I got a good one right here. Okay, right. So Mitt Romney is in Michigan. Yeah. And he's trying to come across as, you know, one of those. He, he's working on trying to come across as an everyday kind of guy. One of my favorite uh, words. A Michigander. Okay, a Michigander. All right. So, in fact, I remember Andrea Mitchell once doing a whole story on Michigan politics years ago, and going, finishing it with, "What's good for the Michigoose is good for the Michigander." Very good. Very good. So here comes Romney. He's going to stand in front of one of those debt calculators that says seventeen point five billion dollars or trillion dollars in debt. The whole thing, and he's talking about how Obama's fault, right. by the way. And he's talking about how he's just a regular guy, and this is what he says. He said, "You know, I drive a Ford Mustang. I used to have a Chevy pickup truck for a while. There, I used to do- drive a Dodge truck, so I had all three of the uh, American makers. makers covered." All right. all right. So he sounds like you know he sounds like a true American hero. He's a pander, bear. right? And then he turns around and says, "Well, you know, my wife, she has a couple of Cadillacs that she drives." Right, and there goes just to make it sound like the regular. He wants to make you sound right, the regular guy who sounds like everybody else. Yeah, I've got two Cadillacs, so now he's talking about having four or five cars. Right, I doubt highly that there's a bunch of Michiganders who have four or five cars. (laughs) I'm just guessing. 
Yeah, probably not. Yeah. And, and did you know where he was talking about these Cadillacs? No. At a Ford dealership. Oh, was he? That's even better. That's even better. <laughs> he's such a fucking uh, tool. For a man, for a man who's so who's so intelligent, he really is a tool. You know, he's so he is, he's a somebody who you can say has sold his soul. Yeah. To to try to win an election. But he keeps looking around for somebody to sell his soul to right. in some different way. And nobody will take it is what it comes down to. Well, he's the least genuine human being I've ever seen. Is it? And, and, fact, and Newt Gingrich is a facile liar. Of course. And, and, but, and, and, and uh, Santorum is about as narrow-minded as they come. But Na- Santorum, and I'm rooting for Santorum. Because there's eight million more women voters than oh, men you hope uh, this on that alone you hope for something, right? I do know right now that the GOP is actually looking at the fact that with the American economy improving right now, it's going to be harder and harder to use that as a focus for the campaign for president. And that's been their whole thing all right. along. And so that basically says to them they can't use Romney; they're going to have to use Santorum. Oh, I hope so. Because Romney's <laughs> whole thing is the is the uh, the politics of the economy, and Santorum's right. is you know no government, no no people in government, but the government in your bedroom. Well, and and I I gave this description to Manhattan Man years ago, and and he bristled at it, but I've always said that liberals want the government in the boardroom and out of the bedroom. Uh, you're right. Yep. That's and conservatives great... want the government in the bedroom and out of the boardroom. Did you actually make that up yourself? No. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, if you did, we should put it on a T-shirt and start to sell it. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, I think it's correct. Uh, I can't – I don't even know how – I've heard it a long time ago, but uh, I believe it. And libertarians want the government out of everything. Right. Um. So I'm a little more sympathetic for some reason to libertarian ideals, but I would like them to not be batshit insane. So why do you want – oh, San, you want Santorum because of the, the inequity of the uh, gender of the vote? Yes, because <laughs> – You figure that gives Obama like a 7.5 million head start. Exactly. If eight, because uh, yeah. these people are talking about transvaginal ultrasounds. Right, I know, and even though they even though they backed down from that – that yeah. was that. I mean, that was. You know how we talk about how if you say something once on Fox News, that it right. cut, that that was a, that was a one-time thing. You could say 150 times. We don't agree with that anymore. Doesn't matter. Right. It came out. It's it. out there. It's out there. <laughs> did you see Amy Poehler on Saturday Night Live? No, I did not. Did she? They were parody. That? They were, yeah, she was showing up and doing a, a really with Seth and Amy, and she said some. I won't might might not get this exactly right, but she said. The governor of Virginia wants to do uh, transvaginal ultrasounds before a woman has an abortion. And she said, you know, transvaginal is my favorite airline. <laughs> <laughs> I always ride business class, but but I always get bumped up to lady business. <laughs> Except she said it much better right. than I did. That is a very funny – that's a funny comment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know. It's just ridiculous. And the guy who wrote the bill in the Virginia legislature, I saw him today. See, you can't get me started on politics. He he was saying – he was talking about how he was he was laying in bed with his wife, 
and Rachel Maddow shows up, and she has this guest on talking about trans-V this and trans-V that and trans-V this and trans-V that. And finally, Rachel Maddow goes, if you – or maybe one, it might not have been Rachel. It was somebody. I don't remember. It said, if you can't say the word, you can't stick something in it. <laughs> That's interesting. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're insane. They're fucking nuts. I know. I know. Uh, the, the Another thing that, that, that got me going this week that I thought was very, very funny was, did you hear Santorum accuse Ron Paul and Mitt Romney of ganging up on him in the debate? Unfortunately, I did not see that debate. Okay. Well, I was actually editing 214. Oh, there we go. Well, I guess that I did not see it either. I saw a couple of clips, but I didn't see it actually. But I guess that they got they got um, Santorum backpedaling. Yeah. And he ended up spending most of the debate defending why he voted one way but feels a different way. And he made that yeah. he made that famous quote about how he um, you know he disagreed with President Bush, but he took one for the team. Right. Kind of thing. He's a party guy. Yeah, yeah. Right, that sort of thing. Well, after- Which all was true. He is a sincere, honest person. He tells the truth. He, he says what he thinks. But he doesn't vote the way he thinks. Or doesn't vote right. the way he feels. Well, and, and that's the, the problem with being a senator. This is why so few United States senators have become president. Mm-hmm. Because they the, the people who run the Congress yep. put these bills together with poison pills in them. Absolutely, so I know you, exactly what you're talking about. Sure, you know you, you and, get and, your money for your you get your money for your highway, but you have to agree to this. Right, and that's how come John Kerry can end up saying, "I voted against that bill before I voted for it." Right, and, and this is what Santorum was working on. And did you ever did you notice that that Mitt Romney has this setup going for him? He's he's not a politician. He's an outsider. Mm-hmm. He fixed the Olympics. Right. And he's a perfect politician because he fixed Massachusetts. Right. But his, he has, he's got two things against him. The first <laughs> yeah. is is that he's a multimillionaire. And if you're right. a multimillionaire, you can't across you can't come across the people as an everyday sort of guy. Number one, and the other issue is he's Mormon. <laughs> Congratulations! You got it. In. I'm trying to get that in at least once a show, <laughs> just in and case anybody can, out there. <laughs> you can come off as a, as an every man somebody. Bobby Kennedy did it. Sure. John Kennedy. You did can, it. but it's hard. If you're rich. It's, it's hard. It's really it hard. Is. He's and, not doing a good Robert job of it. Can't. No, no, he can't. Because he, he keeps saying stupid things like, "My wife drives two Cadillacs at a Ford dealership." <laughs> I mean, come on! And did you see the event that he did with the uh, in in Ford Stadium? No, no, I did not. He had eleven, no, thirteen hundred people at an event in Ford Stadium. Okay, it holds sixty-five thousand people. Right. So they put them all in one section and then shot right behind them all the time. They did exactly. <laughs> they put a backdrop up and they put him on a stage and they put thirteen hundred people in front of him in. Ford Stadium. Isn't that the sort of thing that Fox News was doing during the uh, during the previous presidential election, where they would say that that uh, that uh, that um, uh, Sarah Palin made an appearance and there was, you know, thousands of people watching her, and then you look at the photo and there's you know like three hundred. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. Sort of thing. It's it's either direct lying or it's just bullshit, in general. 
<laughs> Do you hear that in the background? I think your wife is yelling at the dog. She is yelling at the dog. Either that or you're humping her. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> well, we don't have to worry about that. He stopped no. doing whatever he was doing. And I was right. going after the laundry. He's always going after some. I have a, a whole pile of, of stupid shit that I've just been collecting over the the, the term here. Okay. Um, and I was going to fit it in under dumb, not so dumb, which I wish I'd said before we started talking politics. Mm-hmm. But um, we can throw throw out some quick hitters if you want. Sure, hey, go with it. I'm I'm happy because I got a I got a maybe the best one of all. All right, well we'll finish with yours. All right, great. All right, so this is from dumb, not so dumb, and and it's one that I that I found weeks ago, and I thought, nah, that's not so interesting. But today it just struck me is something I want to say. A 25-year-old man was rescued by fire crews in Trenent, Scotland in December and taken to Edinburgh Royal Infirmary. According to police, four men were attempting to steal an eight-ton steamroller <laughs> when the 25-year-old got his leg trapped underneath oh, the other geez. three fled. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> dumb? Not so dumb. Yeah, yeah, that would be... That's that would be there. dumb. Yeah. That would be a Darwin... Uh... Possibly yeah. Darwin candidate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't know what's worse that you got your leg stuck under a twenty-five ton steamroller, or that your friends just bailed on you. <laughs> right. Well, if I were the police, I'd, I'd ask this guy for his cahoots because I, you know, he he would should yeah. have no trouble naming each one of them <laughs> after they That's did that right. to him. Right. Thanks a lot, pal. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one actually back to politics. This one is weeks old too, but it, it was worth saying because it just it just it has a familiar ring to it. Arizona sheriff resigns Romney role after allegations. Is this the one about the um, his gay lover? Yes. <laughs> the Arizona sheriff yep. tried to deport his lover after he <laughs> he stopped being his boyfriend. Right. Well, you know, at at the very least, at least this wasn't a guy from the GOP who is yelling and screaming anti-gay things, and then you find out he's got a boy toy on the side, or he's he's got a wide stance in a bathroom. That's okay? right. What we this get guy instead, at least admitted he was gay. Instead, he admitted fully that he was gay, and then he was trying to deport his lover. I think that's hysterical. I really. But he had a, he had a gay illegal alien. Right. I know. Well, you know, in Arizona. In, in Arizona. And he was working for Romney. Right. What was it Romney said? I can't, I can't have illegals. I'm running for office here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think another, so. Another sensitive Republican term. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. It, actually, here's the, here's a story I did want to get to several shows ago uh, that I thought was fascinating. I don't think we did talk about this. The new study shows that 90% of small mammals in the Everglades – have disappeared since the introduction of pythons? You know, I just heard a story about this on, I think, maybe the Animal Planet. Mrs. Yeah. Mrs. Fat P was watching the Animal Planet, or it was on, and she wasn't there, because I don't remember her commenting about it. But, yeah, it was talking about these pythons that weigh 200 pounds that are eating everything in sight. Right, right. Uh, 90% of small animals. <laughs> um, and they're talking, they even mentioned white-tailed deer. Raccoon. Yeah, they talked about that. Yeah, they talked about that. It could take down a white-tailed deer. Yeah. That's pretty bizarre, huh? Yeah. Uh, 
it's it drives me nuts. And, and they passed a law that said they passed a law that said that you can't import these animals, but it didn't. They didn't pass a law that that said you can't have them. Right. You can't carry them across state lines. Mm -hmm. But if you're releasing a python into the wild, you know, I'm sorry. Let's make a law that says you can't do that. Right. Yeah. I mean, is that? No, it's that's that you should. I mean, one of the things that the show was talking about was the fact that this is a specific kind of python. Well, they they named four different kinds. Okay. But I guess that a lot of people don't know what they're getting when they try to get one of these. And they don't what realize the that. They, they don't realize, I don't know. But they don't understand that this thing is going to get 20 feet long and weigh 200 pounds. It's a Burmese python. Uh, my buddy at work was telling me a story about this guy who, who woke up because he heard his daughter was having trouble breathing. And the snake got out of the cage and was wrapped around his daughter. And and the guy like got a knife and the dog grabbed the snake by the head and between the dog and the guy they managed to kill the snake and save the daughter. But you know, I'm I'm glad that that the child wasn't wasn't killed. But how it's stupid. a Darwin Award waiting to happen. How stupid do you have to be to do that? How who puts a fucking python in their daughter's bedroom? Well, the, on the on the again on the Animal Planet show. They, they told a story about a guy with a one-year-old son who had a yeah. python in his bedroom. Yeah. And the damn thing got out and went after the kid. And the only thing that saved them was I think the guy was looking in to check on the kid before he went to bed. I mean, that's, you know, that's crazy. Who, who does things like that? Yeah, it, crazy it is people. nuts. Crazy now, people do stuff like that. It, uh, the story I'd heard was from NPR, but I found it online. And online it said, the actual physical danger that these snakes pose to humans in public safety is has been grossly overstated. There have been only 12 human fatalities attributed to these snakes since 1980, an average of 0.4 deaths per year. Does that make you feel better? No, it does not even a little bit. <laughs> Didn't do that much for me either. No. no. <laughs> I, well, I don't know why. How can you defend it that way? That's like saying <laughs> that's like saying 90. You know, driving 90 miles an hour isn't all that bad because the, it only increases the deaths on the highway by three percent. Right, That's stupid. Right. I mean, you know, why would you even bother with that? Well, we are in the dumb, not so dumb portion yes, of this. Yes, we are. That's true. And 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 this one, uh, this one tickled me. Okay. A, a man walked into a Circle K, put a twenty dollar bill on the counter, and asked for change. Mm -hmm. The clerk opened the cash drawer. The man pulled out a gun and asked for all the cash in the register, which the clerk promptly gave him. The man took the cash from the clerk and fled. Leaving the $20 bill on the counter. <laughs> Total amount of cash he got from the drawer? 15 bucks. 15 bucks. <laughs> yep. But And then they put, and I don't know, I pulled this off of some damn page off the internet. If someone points a gun at you and gives you more money than he takes, is a crime committed? <laughs> well, I don't, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, you know, you're plus five on the, uh, in the, in the till. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right? You put a fiver in your pocket on the way home. Right. That's funny. That's an that, interesting that's, question. That's a dumb, dumb – yeah, you're not allowed to point a gun at somebody. Right. So I think I know the answer. But otherwise, just dumb. Um, yeah. I found a story. I have no idea if this is interesting or not. Attractive men have longer ring fingers. Wow. Mine's short as a <laughs> – 
I never relative heard. to their to their middle finger, right. it says. And I don't know. Mine's actually pretty close to the same length. I mean, I don't know. I have short hands. Well, Max, you're a handsome down. dude. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wasn't actually fishing. Oh, it's this is under dumb studies. The study determined that the longer the ring finger, the more likely the man is to have a rugged caveman-like face. <laughs> oh, suddenly it changes. Because <laughs> I, th- I see a lot more difference between handsome man yes. and rugged, <laughs> rugged cave- caveman. Rugged caveman-like. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, if you're talking strictly brow ridge, it, women go for the caveman with the long ring finger. I guess, I guess. So listen, I have a story that I can contribute to Dumb Not So Dumb. All right. All right. This is a, I, this is a lovely story. Um, I'll tell you that it's it comes out of Wasilla, Alaska. One of our favorite towns our in favorite the USA. Town, it's home of our former half-governor, Sarah Palin. <laughs> She's very attractive. She is. <laughs> well, Wasilla High School decided uh-huh. that they were going to put a sculpture in front of the school. The front of the school also has a sign that says, absolutely no loaded guns allowed. So you know where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. Okay. The script, the, the sculpture. <laughs> the scripture. The sculpture has, been now, has now been referred to as the vagina sculpture because I have a picture of it here. I'm looking at it. It looks like, yeah. it looks like a gaping vagina. <laughs> All right? So they, yeah. they talk. There's a big controversy, obviously. It's going nuts up there. And – they said that this was from the artist. This is the artist's talking about the sculpture. Emerging yeah. from the powerful stone form are two warrior shields encircled by a glowing feather. The bronze mm. shield has a hand impression showing good deeds. The shield has a flame symbol resembling the spark of inspiration. The stone represents the strong material from which warriors are made. It looks like a vagina. <laughs> A strong material from which warriors issue. Right. Uh, you know. I don't know. Could could be uh, angry vagina time. Right. It could be. It could be. I thought that was very, very – it was apropos. Yeah. Uh, you know, Wasilla High School, good job. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely belongs in the Bush administration with <laughs> – what's his name who covered the boobs of uh, right? Lady Justice there. Saying the Bush administration, was that a pun? No. <laughs> I wish I did that on purpose. <laughs> Oh. I have a, a few fun restaurant names if you Hey, absolutely. Go for it. All right. Uh, from Beasley's Point, New Jersey, Tuckahoe Inn. <laughs> okay. From Virginia Beach, North Carolina, Dirty Dick's Crab House. <laughs> yeah. Area at Mexico, Casa de Cannibal. Oh, God. Oh, man. That's a hotel. Oh, no. Hotel... Hell and Restaurant. <coughs> Hotel and Restaurant. That's the name of it. Jeez. Yep. Um, and Crossbutts Stable and Restaurant. I don't know. I, those are pretty weird. That's all I got right off. Well, uh, I have, I have, we have a few minutes left. I have one story. I, I wasn't going to get into this, but it, but it kind of a, it poses an interesting problem. All and right. I'm wondering, maybe we should ask our uh, our lawyer friend Jay Hop to to come on the show sometime soon and maybe comment on this. We'd be glad to have her on. But somebody has raised the issue. Remember how Pfizer um, screwed up their birth control pill situation? Yeah, I heard something about it. Yeah, basically, basically what happened was they 
accidentally switched. You know, you're supposed to have three weeks of the horror, oh. one week off, and they switched them, so it was three weeks off and one <laughs> three, three weeks of Tic Tacs. And- <laughs> right. And <laughs> so, therefore, you had no coverage whatsoever because the right. one week wasn't enough. And, and the one week would have been on the week when you didn't need it anyway. Right, right. So they somebody has started a, a class action suit figuring wow. $5 million in damages because it would have a significant impact on the birth rate. Yeah. And the question is, is Pfizer liable in this situation? And if they are, how do you determine what their liability is? I have no idea. Well, yes, yes. Uh, I don't. I can't quote you the legal theory, but it's it's product liability. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the only way they may be able to get out of it is because uh, not all birth control is guaranteed. Birth control right. pills, I think, are ninety nine. So that issue is there. But there's also so, the issue of that the woman may not be taking it correctly, or you know. If they skip a day or they forget a day, they're not going to tell you that, right? But isn't that? I mean, that doesn't that ruin the ruin the study's accuracy or whatever, however you want to call it. It would be hard to prove that the malfeasance or misfeasance by the drug company was the proximate cause of the childbirth. I mean, you still have to. Do the nasty, and you still have to get lucky or unlucky, and mm-hmm. and um, and the, the thing might not work one time out of a hundred anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know either. I mean, that's that's why I said maybe we should get J Hop involved and uh, see if she can give well, us a little legal perspective on this. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear what she has to say. Mm-hmm. The thing that I find more interesting is that this. Activist Supreme Court, conservative activist Supreme Court, which I still think is is a relevant and worthwhile thing to say, is making shit up. They're going to say they're going to say that you can't have a class action suit. Mm-hmm. They said that the women, all of the women who work for Walmart, who are de facto statistically proven to have been discriminated against, right were not a legitimate class. So if if all of the women in Walmart who didn't get promoted is not a legitimate class for a class action suit, are all of the women in America who got pregnant possible members of that if they yeah. if they te- if they took um, Pfizer birth control? Yeah, that's the question, right? Yeah, maybe you could prove statistically that you know, if say Seventy-five percent of the people, the women taking Pfizer birth control, got pregnant instead of the one percent that were right. supposed to. Sure, but the the question then would be, what's the cutoff? What's the t- statistical anomaly? Is it at five percent instead of one yeah, percent? Is it at ten percent instead it, of one percent? Statistically, generally, at least on on political polls, is plus or minus four percent. Right. I would wonder also whether or not. The the fact that the Supreme Court has allowed pharmaceutical companies to be sued for drugs that don't do what they're supposed to do or drugs that do something more than they're supposed to do. So basically, yeah, they have. I mean, there's been lots of lawsuits about, you know, I mean, you see all the ads on TV all the time. Class action suit. If you took this drug, 
Right. You know, and you and you develop, you know, leaky bladder. Um, right. You can be part of this lawsuit kind of thing. And and I, I get cards every once in a while in the mail saying, you know, you you bought a 1973 Barracuda. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sure. Same kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, basically what you would be saying is I got Pfizer birth control pills to not get pregnant and I got pregnant. Yeah, and they'll get a settlement, and it'll be like $25 million. And then when you buy up the lawyer fees. Right. First, you take out a third. Right. There'll be a buck and, and a half for everybody. Yeah, exactly. And you have to go file all this stuff and say, you know, Pfizer sucks. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's a possibility, you, you know, you could get a $10 bill out of it. Right. Maybe. Which Maybe. is not going to help you raise that child for very long. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, the complaint itself sounds very interesting. Basically, it says the plaintiff is pregnant. She has suffered and may suffer more bodily injury resulting in pain and suffering, mental anguish, loss of capacity for the enjoyment of life, expensive health care for treatment, loss of earnings, and loss of ability to earn money. Mm, boy, that's, <laughs> that kind of covers that's a lot it all. of stuff to lay on a child. Yep. You know? <laughs> yeah. But having raised two with uh, Mrs. Fab P, I can tell yeah. you that certainly it's had a lot of pain and suffering. Mental anguish, absolutely. Yeah. Loss of capacity for the enjoyment of life, yes, sirree. <laughs> Expensive health care, you got it. It's all true. It's all true. And it's Pfizer's fault. Absolutely, I blame them. Yeah, well, I think you should. I, I think Pfizer should pay. Thanks very much, Max. Which stood on rocky shores and kept the beaches shipwreck free. Though I respect that a lot I'd be fired if that were my job After killing Jason off And countless screaming Argonauts